Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, everyone. Thanks for being my great friend and being a part of the Disruptive CEO Nation. We're going to explore a topic today about imagination and, and creativity and, and, and wellness, but just, I think, living your, your business dreams and, and your hopes and inspirations. And we have this wonderful individual who I met who is also a great podcaster, uh, Melissa Lorena, who lives in Austin, Texas. She is the host of Unimaginable Wellness Podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but you need to know she is somebody worth having in your network. She is a contributor to Forbes Women. Her articles have gained over 4 million views. Wouldn't we all like to achieve that statistic? And that's why it's so important to hear what she has to say today, because she has a book coming out um, that you can get and learn from, and it's called Fertile Imagination, Every Mom's Superpower. That is enough for me. Melissa, welcome to the program. Tell everybody in your own words um, the mission that you're on in the world right now. Allison, thank you so much for this. And I would say, let's see, what is my mission? My mission is for every working mom to not feel left out. That's my number one mission. And this is a, a global conversation, as are the people who I featured in my book from my podcast. So this is not just U.S. centric, just like you. I've been all over the world, maybe not with heels, but with sneakers. <laughs> and I would say that, yeah, that's my mission. I don't want any mom to feel left out of the fun, the, the game of business and commerce and just living her best life possible. Hey, hallelujah to that. And I want to, um, to frame this, your podcast on imaginable wellness, you know, you talk to entrepreneurs, creators, and, and founders, um, and you've interviewed some pretty impressive people. So do some name dropping, Melissa. You want me to name drop? <laughs> of course. <laughs> See, and that's something that I want to just, um, you know, share and express with anyone that's listening. I think it's actually okay to name drop because the reality is, you know, getting the attention of someone like Gary V to appear on my podcast during its early days, he was episode number 10. It took a lot of work, you know, and business building, it's the same idea. Then also Beth Comstock for anyone that's, you know, um, in the AMA community, like, you know, that she was like major CMO for GE and an incredible human. There's individuals like David Roberts, who's a New York Times choice children's illustrator, like the children's books, the Iggy Peck series mm -hmm. and, you know, Ada Twist that's on Netflix right now. So my perspective is, is quite simple, which is that as a mom, we can learn from anyone, even someone that might not have the same experience and might not be in the same zip code. There's insights that can be garnered and we can actually use our imagination and creativity to tailor them for our situations and like get the most value out of them. Well, I think I always say to people, and I, I, I think Melissa, this is why when we met, we jived so much. Like, 
your LinkedIn network needs to be robust. Your professional network needs to be robust. I always say when you walk into a networking event or you go to sit at a table, pick the person who looks the least like you because they, what you can learn from them will fill maybe information gaps that you have or inspire you to look at the world a, a different way. Um, yeah, so I completely appreciate what you're saying there. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, it's it's really been my my area of interest, right? So like back in the days when I worked for Ogilvy and Mather, like my favorite team was like the Latin American team. And I had never been to Brazil, but I thought it was fascinating to just have the different perspectives of human beings also in marketing who just saw something and were able to like um, edit it and tailor it for their local environments. And I also came to the realization also working in Procter & Gamble that, you know, the U.S. is not the only place where you can have this creativity and sense of imagination. There's places outside of the U.S., maybe even with fewer resources that have to be super inventive. I'm thinking about like Cuba and those 1950s cars, right? And like how there's pieces of blenders in like the engines to kind uh -huh. of like figure out how to keep them moving. So there's a lot to learn. And especially if the economy continues at this certain pace, which I'm not, you know, Notre Dame on that aspect. Um, um, we have to be more inventive. We have to be more resourceful. And if we are concerned about AI, it's the same idea. Like we have to really figure out a way to outpace, you know, that innovation and how are we going to do it? We have to really tap into our sense of imagination. Hey, I love that. Outpace innovation. I'm putting a star on my notes on that one. So let's go specifically to the book, Fertile Imagination. Um, and I know it's got a super long title because you're just such a passionate author. If I pick up a copy of that book, which comes out on October 31st, tell me what are some of the key pillars, some of the key takeaways um, that are going to be for the reader? Absolutely. So let's imagine you're listening and let's say that you're not a mom, right? Instead, you're someone that is a founder of an organization and you just have to like really, really boost up your creative thinking abilities. Then this book can help you too. So for example, the pillars are really, you know, three stages to optimizing your fertile imagination. And so a fertile imagination in the context of being a mom is really about casting a huge vision that you may have never seen before a mom accomplish, but feeling jazzed enough about it that you actually set out to do it and accomplish it. And so the way to make that tool, that inner resource that every mom has, and a lot of humans, of course, have um, really robust, you have to go through three stages. So first, you have to wake up your sense of imagination. That's that's the first stage. And for a lot of parents, working parents, you know, no one's really sleeping, right? So our imagination is almost like in a coma. And we have to wake it up by figuring out like, okay, how can we set the environment, the inner and outer environment so that it feels like you will play with it, right? Like, they mm -hmm. want to be they don't like to be ignored your imagination does not like to be ignored the second stage is about you know really playing with your imagination and for me that's that's really the fun part like that's the part where you do things like you know Beth Comstock suggested you know uh, giving yourself permission to go and go and do things that might feel out of your comfort zone so like quote unquote weird right so let's say you're a marketer and you're trying to innovate how you approach client loyalty customer loyalty you might actually get some insights from the K-pop environment right there's a lot of loyal fans there like what wouldn't any marketer want like a loyal, you know, client base? They're 
they're cheaper to sell to than get a new client, right? So that's the stretching. It's it's using a sense of playfulness because the long this longevity piece that we might desire as business owners and founders, we need to make the process, the daily process, more fun. Otherwise, it's really hard pill to swallow, right? Um, so that's the playfulness piece of it. It's about doing things that might be unexpected in your sector, in your life, and as a mom. And the third side of it is basically stretching your imagination. And to your point, Allison, we might have networks on LinkedIn, thousands and thousands. But if we're not mobilizing our network, and if we're not letting our network know how we might be able to like leverage their help and guidance and reach, then we kind of have like a dead network, you know? And so stretching your imagination in the context of a mom is about helping a working mom realize that, no, you don't have to do after work drinks. You know, Zoom exists. There's other ways to be creative, use your imagination to tap into these communities that we're a part of. So Melissa, I want to come back to how did you come up with the the concept of using the terms fertile imagination? Where did that come from? So for me, I wanted to figure out how to distinguish an active imagination versus one that would be relevant for a mom. And so for me, it was like, you know, just like a copywriter. And it's funny, at South by Southwest last year, I asked a copywriter next to me for guidance on how to come up with a book title. And so he said, he's like, well, think about two columns, right? So column A is going to have all the words that might pop up for you in terms of imagination and column B, all the words that pop up for you in terms of motherhood. And when I did that exercise, that's what I came up with. I was like, well, okay. And again, this is just my experience. Like I have identical twins. I personally am a fertile myrtle, right? And so <laughs> I I was just like, okay, um, let's go there. You know, the alternative was life after blowouts, like diaper blowouts. And I wasn't getting good like feedback on that. <laughs> no, because that's how no, I launched my business. You need to workshop ideas. That's just, that's a good thing you did. <laughs> Yeah, I totally did. So that's how I came up with Fertile Imagination. It was like, you know, insight from a copywriter stranger, right, that I spoke to at South by Southwest. So like the the marketing and innovation sort of mecca of it all. And for me, it was like, okay, well, imagination seldom is really discussed for moms. It's often discussed for children. It's like kids have an imagination, like they literally clock in those 10,000 hours. So what happens to ours? And so I wanted to take that conversation and apply it to this new audience. Like I want moms to think about their own sense of imagination. We're sitting in playrooms with toys that we I'm positive, are reimagining made better, right? We're sitting around trying to use one hand to close strollers. And in our minds, we're like, man, I really wish there was a product that actually would close with one hand. So we are thinking so many fascinating ideas, yet for some reason, we, you know, the words that pop up for us are like, you know, burnout and mental bandwidth. And of course, that's important, but I want us to get to that next step, you know? Let's imagine how we can get ourselves out of these situations or how to resolve things that we see are broken and are important to us. So Melissa, one of the things that I'm working on right now is more about confidence and confidence building because I believe confidence building is um you know confidence is a muscle. It's not something that you're born with. And so on this ep on this podcast, I like to ask people about um you know, naked truths, hard lessons learned, um, things that if we dwelled on too much, we would never 
move forward in our imagination and business goals. So anything in, in your career as you've been on your path um, that strikes out for you as a difficult time? Uh, let me think about it. I feel like my my life in terms of achievements and accomplishments has always been paralleled with some sort of complexity. So in the book, I also speak about where I got my fertile imagination. And so being raised by a single mom with manic depression, there's a plentitude of situations where you have to really imagine your way out of it, your way to safety, and just kind of like how to propel forward irrespective of what's going on at home. And so for me, I would say that's where my my imagination was activated, you know, I had to really figure out those hairy situations. And then in turn, you know, when I went to college and then graduated, I recall, you know, I wanted to be a copywriter. And for me, what I thought was so fascinating is that it wasn't because I knew a copywriter. It was because I was watching Who's the Boss on TV. And for anyone that knows Angela Bauer, like she had the sweet setup. She had a house in Connecticut with a housekeeper who, you know, she ended up having that love interest with Tony Danza. And I thought that was really amazing. <laughs> I was like, I want to come up with jingles and taglines. And so, you know, for me, I was like, okay, how can I make that a reality after college? And so the hardship there was, I didn't know anyone in the industry, you know, like here I was in college, I had experiences working in a corporate environment on the client side for Chase Manhattan Bank, Heritage Chase Manhattan Bank. And I know that now there's a different name for it. Um, but I had to figure my own path, you know, and I had to like place my heels as as the, the podcast here says on the ground all over Tribeca, New York City, where there were a lot of like smaller agencies and I was knocking on doors and I remember sitting in a waiting room, a beautiful waiting room at Sachi and Sachi having a conversation with an account manager and he's like no one does this like you're like really hardcore like I didn't know the guy mind you you know <laughs> I'm telling him I'm like I want to be a copywriter eventually it worked not at Sachi and Sachi that would have been ridiculously amazing but at a smaller ad agency someone gave me a shot and this copywriter said to me hey here's a vacation destination right you know a tagline for this destination sounds like an easy assignment right like there's so much you could say about like beaches and such, but it intimidated me so much that I dropped the ball. Like I did not submit that copywriter assignment to even land an interview at this agency. And for me, like that was like imposter syndrome for sure. And as someone who continues to be inspired by and around these big names, many of whom I have on my podcast, like it's something that I've had to learn how to make an asset for myself as opposed to try to overcome it. You know, just like flyaways on our hair, like those are hard to like keep down on our head looking sensational. Imposter syndrome sometimes might not go away. So we have to figure out how to navigate it and how to make it work in our favor. So telling people, you know, I'm a debut author, you know, or telling people, hey, I don't know how I'm going to get Gary Vaynerchuk on my podcast. Um, I don't even know what mic to use my podcast could actually be, you know, in your favor because people want to help people, especially when you're open about, you know, what you don't know. I think what you just said there is brilliant. People want to help people. And if you if you go back to one of the ultimate books, like how to win friends and influence people, one of the number one tips in there that I got as a takeaway is you ask people for their advice or for their opinion or for a favor. And 
it makes, it helps people feel bolstered themselves and feel good. And then that's the feeling they associate with you is that you looked up to them, you valued what they had to say to you. So we should be more bold about asking for advice. So that's really good um, input there, Melissa. I want to come back to one of the pillars of your your book, Fertile Imagination, is wake up your imagination because it's in a coma. And I, I think it's the same thing for waking up the bravery and your, your confidence muscle. Um, really quick, because we're getting close to the end of this episode, how do you wake up an imagination? What what if what what would you tell somebody that they could at least do as a small step? Sure. So for a parent, play with your child. That's how you wake up your imagination. That's a very simple step, and your kids often want to play with you. And if you have an older child, a teenager, etc., then like go to the football game with them, right? Or go to, you know, uh, play the video games with them or whatever. Let's say that you're not a parent. Then what I would say is, let's say you gravitate towards one book section, one book category, right? Like, I don't know, astronomy or whatever. Go to the opposite end of that bookstore and then pick up a book that's totally random, like knitting. And that's how you start to engage your imagination and wake it up. So I think those are two easy steps. Well, thank you. I want to come back to you. You have interviewed some pretty incredible um, people. You, you've you already said uh, Beth Comstock and Gary Van, Gary V. Um, you have also interviewed David Meltzer, David Roberts, Lisa Messenger, uh, Fander Knight. In your episodes, because you're like me, you know, 200, you're a 200-er when it comes to, <laughs> to podcasting. What was one of the most like memorable pieces of business advice or life advice that you can recall from, you know, these series of conversations you've had? I mean, it's funny because then I captured them in my book. So I would say one piece of memorable advice. I'm thinking about Cal Fussman, who, I mean, Esquire, you know, editor and, and all of that, um, known for his ability to ask questions. His piece of advice is to really, as a parent, ensure that your child has exposure to other generations, even if, if it might not feel as idyllic as you would hope. So like my dad is a baby boomer. And then I have three little boys who are, you know, 12, nine and nine, as I said, identical twins. And like that intergenerational conversation is one that I'm like, oh my God, if my, is my dad going to drop an F-bomb, you know, or like, um, is my dad going to be like super intense? And and he is, but Cal Fussman said that there's still benefit there because when Cal's dad passed away, it was his daughter who actually suggested they play like this orchestra song that was her granddad's favorite song. And it was like one of those moments that you recall, you know, it was one of his last breaths. And so for me, it has nothing to do with business. It has nothing to do with podcasting. It has to do with me as a human, me as a mom. And I think that's such an important role. And, and I'm grateful that Cal Fussman shared that wisdom with all my listeners. Well, thank you for that. Hey, let's talk about um, this book coming out, where people can get it. Um, and then let's talk about how they can connect with you and follow you. Yes. So follow me on Instagram. I'm always up for a conversation about imagination and coming up with innovative ideas. So at Melissa Larina, 
The other one would be on LinkedIn. So I do love connecting with human beings that are listening and are interested in my conversation and whom I could help as well. So LinkedIn is another place. The book comes out October 31. And it's such a special day because on that day only in its Kindle format, it's going to be available for 99 cents versus $6.99 every other day. So you want to be sure that you learn more about that on my website, fertileideas.com. So sign up there and just be up to date with book launch information. Well, thank you, Melissa. And thank you for taking time to come and and be a guest. I wish you um, nothing but success. I admire how you are out there. Um, you know, you are a, a, a speaker, you are a, a coach, an imagination coach at that, um, which is very different than what most people are out there selling. Um, so wish you big success. Thank you for being a part of my network. Thank you, Allison. Hey, and to our listeners, if you think somebody needs to hear or learn about the topics that Melissa speaks on, please pass along a copy of this podcast episode. And until we speak again, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. 49 faces look to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.